When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to the new PFF NFL Daily. Here's a recent snippet from the PFF NFL podcast. My number one receiver this year is Jordan Addison, the USC formerly Pitt wide receiver, um, who I think is falling out of favor now. Like earlier in the process, I think he was a lot of people's number one. And now between weighing in pretty lightweight, between not having tremendously good workout numbers, Seems like he's slipping. You're seeing a lot of people now, either with Quentin Johnston from TCU or Jackson Smith and Jigba is the number one. Addison's kind of slipping by the wayside, but I think he's still, to me, the best composite of everything you want. He can play inside or out. At Pitt, he played very much in the slot primarily. At USC, he was primarily on the outside. Both years, he had extremely good production and a yards per route run point of view. He wins at all levels. He can go short, intermediate, deep. He has a he's had a fairly complete route tree throughout his career. I just think he's the the safest composite of everything you want. He reminds me a little bit of Garrett Wilson from a year ago, where you're sort of saying, "Is he great at anything? No, but he's good at everything." Yeah, I mean, again, yeah, Wilson. I think we we already mentioned. I think Wilson was a better prospect, route runner, and all that stuff. the The Addison question marks are probably the workouts, right? Five eleven, one seventy three. So he's very slight, and this is. The year of the slight wide receiver. I mean, over and over. Uh, you know, I've I've talked to some some people around the league who might be in the market <laughs> for uh, bigger receivers, right? You know, someone who's uh, at least over two hundred pounds, like your friend Bryce Young, who's over two hundred pounds, and you can't find him, right? All the guys we're ranking are in the one seventies, one eighties as far as weight. Some in the one sixties. So five eleven, one seventy three, and four four nine, forty. Right, so you're talking basically a four-five guy in Jordan Addison at that type of uh, weight, and you know three cone was about average to below average. Everything's mediocre from a workout standpoint. So you're banking on Jordan Addison, the football player, Bolitnikov Award winner in 2021 at Pitt, and you're banking on him as the football player. But you're, to your point, he's just a he is a good receiver, right? He's a good football player despite not being an incredible athlete. It's also, I think it's an important thing to point out that as much as his workout numbers and size and like the complete <laughs> composite, right? That relative athletic score that um, Kent Lee Platt puts together, math bomb on Twitter, it basically ranks him average as a wide receiver, right? So it's an important distinction, I think. And that, that folds in size, movement skills, athleticism, all this kind of stuff. It's important, I think, to draw the distinction between bad workout numbers and just not great workout numbers. Like his numbers were not problematic. They were simply not what you would want to see for a guy you're about to spend a first round draft pick on, right? So I think it is pretty important to make that distinction that he didn't work out terribly. He just didn't work out really well. So I have Addison as my number two. Okay. And my number one, I believe, is your number two? Yeah. Who's your number two? Jackson Smith and Jigba. Okay, so he's my number one wide receiver. Let's talk about both of these guys here. So 
Jackson Smith and Jigba. What did what puts Addison above Smith and Jigba for you? So Smith and Jigba, I think, can actually do more in the NFL than he did in college. By which I mean, I think there's a reasonable chance that he can actually survive on the outside, play X receiver, beat press coverage. You know, be more of a do-it-all type of receiver. The do what Addison has done in college or do what Garrett Wilson did last year in the NFL. I don't think he should be pegged as just this slot guy, which is where a lot of people are going to label him coming in. But the difference between the two is one is a projection. The other one, I've seen it happen already. Like, I think Jackson Smith and Jigba can do things in the NFL that he hasn't necessarily been asked to do in college I already know Addison can do it because I watched him do it. Yeah, the, I mentioned all of the the measurables for Addison. You know, in my notes, you could see you could see him running away from corners on post routes yeah. down the field. Like Addison feels fast. Uh, Smith and Jigba, on the other hand, doesn't feel fast, right? As I, I think I mentioned on the last show that I was here, I said, hey, in my notes, I said Smith and Jigba feels four five five, and he ran four five three. He doesn't feel fast, and I know that sounds ridiculous on the surface, right? One guy ran four four nine. One guy ran four five three, but I'm just talking on the field game speed. Addison does feel faster than Smith, Smith and Jigba. Do we know that if the um, the tracking data separates them because their 40s are very similar? Yeah, I haven't looked. Um, well, I was trying to. Things are imploding over here. Um, I was trying to. I didn't mean to look it up. I'm not supposed to give away too much tracking data. It's right. You know, just it's one exclusive little, to our PFF IQ customers one here. One little data point. That's all I'm asking. I know for. we can look for it. Um, but yeah, I think Addison feels a little bit faster, but I still have Smith and Jigba um, as the guy. I mean, from a route running perspective, even though he was running out of the slot, I agree with you. I think he could play outside. I think he is so smooth. I've seen other people make the Amonra St. Brown comparison. Um, and, you know, I've seen the question posed as well. Does that mean as a prospect? I, I think the comparison is here's what you think he's going to look like in the NFL. And if you get an Amonra St. Brown who can win outside, win in the slot, uber possession type, going to move the chains, I think Smith and Jigba can do all of that. So I like him as the one. I've got slightly more concerns about Addison being as effective in a high volume attack as Smith and Jigba, I guess. But it's close. It's all close. I think they're the two best all-around receivers, though, yeah, in, the, like in the draft. Smith, Smith and Jigba's selling point is route running and separation ironically for a guy that runs four or five um but it's the it's the change of direction numbers we had it on the screen a little bit but he had a an all-world three cone time an all-world short shuttle time like the change of direction numbers he posted were absurd like 99th percentile type of stuff which is exactly what you need if you're going to offset being essentially a four or five guy um you add that to what i was talking to renner about yesterday this ability to over-exaggerate all the fakes that you run during your route. He's also really good at varying the pace of his routes. He he runs routes in a very strange way. He's not like Stevie Johnson, who is like the... Nobody, nobody knows that reference right now. Right. Old Buffalo Bills wide receiver, the guy that gave Darrell Rivas the biggest problems throughout his entire career. And the reason he did is because he ran routes in essentially such an ad-libbed, unpredictable way that Rivas couldn't read him. Right, you, you can read most receivers because you know how they run a route to get to a certain spot. Stevie Johnson would just kind of make it up on the fly and vaguely get to the to a point at the end of this thing, but it was vaguely it was so sort of ad hoc and chaotic that it was very difficult for a quarterback to like predict where he was going to be, which isn't necessarily the most helpful thing in the world. Um, Smith and Jigba doesn't do it like that, 
but he varies his speed during the route. He varies the sort of um, the cadence of his of his gait. Does that make sense? Like oh, his yeah. his steps, the pacing of his steps varies. The sort of the movement patterns that he makes during the route are very difficult to read for for defenses. And then you add that to the fact that once he decides to change direction, he can do it a hell of a lot quicker than you can with a three cone. Route running is is his forte and separation underneath and and in the uh, the sort of horizontal stuff in particular. I, I think Smith and Jigba has a great feel for playing in the slot. I think he's just got a good feel for just navigating the field. Sometimes you just see guys who know how to run routes against zone, how to how to find the soft spot. We hear that all the time. How, but also how to how to create separation against man, how to move defenders. I think Smith and Jigba's got a little wiggle before and after the catch. So he's my one. I get Addison as my two. I did find uh, the game speed numbers here. So over the last three years, our perception, which is Addison feels faster on the field, mm -hmm. is correct. Let's go. By about a mile an hour using the average max speed that they've hit, uh, their average top five, right? So we're just we're looking at high-end plays here. Addison also hit over 20 miles an hour far more often than Smith and Jigba did. A lot of this is opportunity driven, but it's just kind of giving you a gauge. Addison does play a little bit faster on the field, or at least he has to this point. So it's an, that is one of those Love data it. points that, um, you know, right now I'd say two thirds of the league has have access yeah. to this data. Love it when the data backs up what you think. Yeah. Love it. When it, when, when it feels, when it feels uh, right, and you could back it up that way. So despite, as much as I love speed, baby, um, despite that, I'm still going Smith and Jigba 1 and Jordan Addison 2. The other uh, I, reasonable, like I'm not, this is, I, I felt fairly strongly about Garrett Wilson being the number one guy last year. I don't feel as strongly about Addison this year and people that want to make a compelling case for Smith and Jigba in particular, I'm open to that. Um, the other notable point I think that's worth making for Addison is when you watched Kenny Pickett tape last year, Addison always jumped off the screen. And I've, I've come to believe that there's, this is one of my things, you know, like the senior ball, dominating at the senior ball is, a, I think, an important data point. When you jump out based off somebody else's tape, I think that's a good data point. Like if you are obviously the best player when you're trying to watch somebody else, this is like Jalen Carter. No matter who you are watching on the Georgia defense, Jalen Carter was the guy that kept catching your eye in the greatest defense in college football history. I think that's important. So for Addison to be consistently jumping out of Kenny Pickett's tape, even when he's not targeting Kenny, or when he's not targeting Jordan Addison, I think is quite an important data point. Like it, being that recognizable when you're not actually looking for a guy, I think is a, I think is a notable thing. All right, here's one other, I'll give you a model data point right here. Again, I'm A-B testing, I'm doing a couple here. But um, in this particular version of it, uh, Smith and Jigba's in the top 15. I don't care about actual rankings necessarily within the model. It's just kind of like the clusters, right? There's uh, the top 15 in the model. Uh, Smith and Jigba is in the top five. But of the top 15 in this ranking, there's one, two, three, four, five, six elite players in that top 15. So the hit rate for just finding elite players using the model is pretty good. We're talking Devontae Smith, who has been uh, an elite production guy. Uh, Jalen Waddell is up there, C.D. Lamb, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, and then Drake London. All of those guys using our war metric have been elite relative to the to the rest of the league. Other players up in this ranking are guys like Amari Cooper, Marquise Brown, 
Corey Davis, before I even loved Corey Davis mm. from a data standpoint, the data did love him. Um, so it's not perfect, obviously. Um, there's also guys like Taiwan Taylor in there who never did anything. Jerry Judy's up there too, who I think is only listed as an average player so far because that's what he's done for two years, part of injuries. Um, but he could be better. So like you're, to me, Smith and Jigba's in good territory just from a, just from a data production combine standpoint. Um, Jordan Addison is still solid, but not necessarily at that level. So I'm letting the, letting the data maybe dictate my ranking here as well.